My friends are my power. We all made it through 2022. Some of us barely, but we made it through 2022. Welcome back to Nerd Explosion 2023 edition. The weekly podcast are based on a monthly theme. I nerd out, but whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. Now, don't let this cheery demeanor fool you. I have been going through literal hell the last few days. Here in Minnesota, we got a major snowstorm that lasted over three days and we got like over a we got a little over a foot of snow total so i've been plowing for like the past three days today was like the last bit we're still not even done with cleanup like we're done plowing for now but now we gotta clean up everything now we gotta make room for snow in case you know whatever more snow may come so that yeah it's a little something I like to call Snowmageddon. Well, we had a Snowmageddon back in December, but now it's Snowmageddon 2, Electric Boogaloo. But anyway, what am I going to talk about now? What am I going to do? What is the theme going to be for the first month of a new year here on Nerdsplosion? Well, I kind of had an idea to talk about different decades this month, like going starting with the 90s and going up to like... So I would probably do like 2000s, 2010s, and then probably talk about like the future. But the reason I wanted to do decades this month is because uh, January 30th is going to be my 30th birthday. I am turning 30 this year. I'm finally turning 30. I am both excited and terrified because, you know, I'm one step closer to uh, knocking on death's door. Not, not, not on heaven's door. Hi, 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 yeah. I just, I don't know. That just reminded me of that song. But anyway, sorry, I'm a little sniffly. My wife got me sick. Thanks, Kate. But anyway, I wanted to uh, spend, you know, this month talking about decades, which starting with today's episode, we're going to start with the 90s. You know, we're going to go back to the gnarly times, tubular dude, totally sick, bro. And the reason I'm starting with the 90s is because, obviously, I was born in 1993. So, for some of you, that's just like, wow, you're that old? And then some of the older people listening might be like, whatever, I was born in, like, 86. So, blah, 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 blah. And to that, I say... Shut up, this isn't about you. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, today I wanted to I wanted to talk about you know, talk about some things in the nineties. Uh just kind of reminisce about some stuff. I have a BuzzFeed article of like, hey, remember these from the nineties? So yeah, that's the whole thing with this episode. Before I dive into the nineties, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, at least for now. So, you know, whatever whatever you're listening on, make sure you have, you know, the lights, the follows, you know, do all the things that do all the stuff. Because every time a notification bell rings, an angel apparently glitches out. See? See that? That's just somebody's running the notification bell. And angel's just having a... An angel's having a spasm. Like, oh, God, somebody follows. Ah! <laughs> 
But anyway, let's talk about the nineties. Nice little mashup, huh? If you enjoyed that, that came from There I Ruined It on TikTok. They are amazing. They do a lot of music stuff. Go follow them. But anyway, while I was looking up that, I actually found this thing from redbookmag.com that says, 15 things that happened in the 90s that we'll never forget. Maybe I forgot some of these, but you know what? We'll see. Let's see what you think people forgot, redbookmag.com. First one on this list, Nickelodeon ruled television. Iconic, bleh, God, am I that sick? I can't talk today. Iconic shows such as Rugrats, 1991, Doug, 1991, Hey Arnold, 1996, and Rocket Power, 1999, premiered and are still worthy of a binge watch. Tommy, Chucky, and Friends even made it to the big screen in 98 with the Rugrats movie. Dude, I watch the Rugrats movie all the time. I love the Rugrats movie. Uh, these other shows, too, like uh, like Doug, Hair on Rocket Power. You guys, Rocket Power. <laughs> like, it, you know, normally I wouldn't even give the theme song a thought normally, but now that I mention it, just in my mind, I just hear... We are riders on a mission. Rocket power. I watch that all the time. I love, I grew up on Nickelodeon, the classic Nickelodeon and Kurt and Network with shows like, you know, Curse the Cowardly Dog, Ed and Eddie. Actually, I even grew up on like older cartoons too because I used to spend a lot of time at my grandma's just during the summer, me and my sister. And she, one of the channels she had was Boomerang, which is a uh, channel that showed like old Looney Tunes, or not really Looney Tunes, but like old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. So like Yogi, uh, just all of those. I love those. But yeah, Nickelodeon was like top, was, you know, they were sitting pretty on their throne in the 90s. Next one on here, the Mickey Mouse Club featuring future superstars. The all-new Mickey Mouse Club kicked off its sixth season in 1993 with Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, and Ryan Gosling. The audience then had no idea what was to come for these four household names. Yeah, back then, when they were just kids, uh, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, back then, you know, they were just kids. They were part of the Mickey Mouse Club. People had no idea what their future was going to hold, that these, these kids... We're going to become some of the some of the biggest celebrities, you know, known. Um, but I didn't really watch Mickey Mouse Club because I wasn't a... Actually, no, I am a huge Disney person, but I wasn't that far as to, like, watching uh, Mickey Mouse Club. But anyway, yeah. Moving on. By the way, I probably said it in the intro already, but sorry I'm snuffling so much. Again, I might be getting sick. You know, either from my wife giving me her sickness or the fact that I have been, you know, working my ass off for the past 
three days, basically totaling a total of like, I think I put in like almost 30 hours alone in the past three days, but excuse me. Anyway, let's move on with this list. Furbies were impossible to get. Released in 1998 by Tiger Electronics, this fantastical and hamster-like creature was on the top of everyone's Christmas list that holiday season. They were impossible to get and, like, seemingly impossible to get rid of. Like, my God, I had a Furby, or I don't remember if I had a Furby as a kid or my sister was the one that got, that got the Furby. God, sorry, I'm really gassy for some reason. I don't know why, but one of us got a Furby. And then at some point, my parents, you know, decided to put all the toys away in uh, the crawl space, which are all pretty much still there. Uh, There was a Furby in there that stayed alive for like 10 years. Like there was like, uh, I can't remember what year it was. It had to be after I graduated. But like every year I helped my parents drag out Christmas decorations because, you know, I'm still flexible enough to fit in the crawl space to drag them all out. But there was one time where I moved to Ben and I heard the Furby talk or it wasn't even talking. It was laughing. And I was like, be gone, demon. Go back to the hell spawn from which you came. (laughs) They were just like, don't die. They do not die. And the fact that they brought them back too, like back then, you know, they just had the the blinking eye and the voice box and the battery. Uh, I think... The newer ones have, like, LED eyes. It's, uh, they're impossible to get, for sure, because everyone wanted one. But they're even more possible to try to get rid of. Uh, four, number four on this list. McDonald's invited people to supersize their meals, giving the people what they want. In 1992, McDonald's released their famous supersize fries and drink. The upside option stayed on, or the upside option stayed on the menu until 2004, as the fast food chain strived for healthier food choices. There was actually a whole uh, documentary, I think. I don't know if they were still doing supersize at the time, but uh, the the infamous documentary "Supersize Me," where the guy eats nothing but McDonald's for like a month, and he just gains a lot of weight. He gets really sick. And obviously, yeah, they got McDonald's got rid of the supersize to, you know, try to be healthier. And, you know, there are enough people complaining and be like, you made me fat when, you know, you're the one that's going to McDonald's. So whose fault is it really? But I don't really remember the supersize at all. I remember it being a thing, but I was a kid in the 90s. I never got I never supersized anything. I was not like mediums at most from mcdonald's oh speaking of do you guys remember play places in mcdonald's some of them still have them but like they're very few now man the 90s it was a different time a simpler time anyway let's move on with this list i'm gonna sound different because i'm lounging right now and i'm almost out of breath that's how i can tell i'm getting sick i'm almost out of breath just talking about stuff Number five, the Warner Brothers Studio Store thrived. Peaking at 130 stores nationwide, the Warner Brothers Studio Store was every kid's dream filled with clothes and housewares covered in our favorite characters like Bugs Bunny 
1991, all 130 stores closed as a result of the merger that created AOL Time Warner. Um, yeah, I kind of get that. Um, was this, no, this was before Space Jam, wasn't it? But yeah, Warner Brothers was like a big thing everybody wanted. Like Looney Tunes stuff, like Bugs Bunny or Tweety on it. Actually, I think my mom, my mom had a, a shirt back in the day that had a Tweety on the back. It was, it was a denim shirt with Tweety on the back. I don't remember if that was actually what she had, but it was, you know, everybody wanted Looney Tunes. And, uh, it's a shame that in 91 is when they closed everything. Cause I feel like it definitely could have thrived nowadays with, you know, Warner Brothers having so many different properties under its belt nowadays, like, uh, Mortal Kombat, um, everything Cartoon Network does, basically, they're just, they could have thrived, you know, a lot right now, and, you know, it's a shame, you know, things of a forgotten time. Number six on here, Microsoft saved Apple from bankruptcy, a true leader. Bill Gates announced days before Apple would have filed for bankruptcy that Microsoft would supply a would blah, Microsoft would supply a hundred and fifty million dollar investment. Jobs, Steve Jobs, told the crowd, "We have to let go of the notion that for Apple to win, Microsoft have has to lose." Well, yeah, because they were competing. You know, it was the big thing: Microsoft, Apple, Microsoft, Apple. But ultimately, Microsoft was like, "Hey, you know." We'll help you out. We're not going to be total dicks. Uh, I actually used to have an Apple computer back in the day. I had, actually I had both. My first computer was one of those big box computers. And I had uh, the operating system on it was Windows 95. It's just, it chugged along. Actually, let me, let me look it up here because I'm too lazy to put it in post. So I'm going to look up. The Windows 95 startup sound, just to get a little little thing of nostalgia. Oh my god. I played so many games on that. I had my all my my jumpstart games. I had different computer games because there was no internet. We didn't have or at least I didn't have internet. So, you know, worked with what you could. Uh, let's go back to the list, shall we? Let's move on. Number seven, Tamagotchis were America's pet. Did you feed your Tamagotchi? These digital pets took America by storm in 97, playing off childhood nostalgia. You just still get your hands on one today. Yeah, they still sell them today. I never actually owned a Tamagotchi, but I did play with one because my grandma just had one lying around. Like I did play with one, but I never actually owned one. Like, I was fascinated with the idea of it, but not enough to, like, Mom, Dad, I want one, you know? So, yeah, Tamagotchis were, you know, everybody's virtual pet. I know some people still have them now. Uh, I think they still sell them. Like, they're still going today. There's some places where you can still get at least a form of Tamagotchi. I don't know. I haven't really looked. I haven't, haven't kept up with my, my toy knowledge in the year 2023, but I'm pretty sure you can still get some form of like Tamagotchi nowadays. Moving on, number eight, Friends debuted on NBC. I'll be there for you. Wait, wait, 
So no one told you life was gonna be this way. It's hard to imagine a world without our friends. With a lovable cast taking on New York City as 20-somethings, who would have expected the show to be just just as popular two decades later? Me and my wife love friends. (laughs) We quote it all the time. Like some of my some of my favorite moment the my favorite character I will say from Friends is Chandler because I see myself as a lot like Chandler, like sarcastic but also like dependable and everything. <laughs> there was there was a, a compilation we watched on YouTube just a little bit ago of uh, Chandler being savage, <laughs> and it was the episode where uh, Joey was trying to sell their entertainment system. So the dad was like, oh, there's no way a human can fit in there. So Joey's like, oh, I'll show you. He gets in the thing. The guy locks him in and steals everything. And Chandler's like, hey, where's all our stuff? And then, Or he lets him out. And Joey's like, oh, he promised I wouldn't take, he wouldn't take the couch. Chandler's like, what happened? And then Joey's like, you know, he's going off in the thing. And Joey's like, you know what I'm going to do when I find him? And Chandler's like, bend over. <laughs> And then later in the episode, Monica comes in. She's like, whoa, what happened to everything? He's like, or she's like, what happened? And Chandler's like, well, um, uh, Joey, you know, Joey was born. And then uh, 28 years later, we were robbed. <laughs> uh, oh, another one is like, Chandler wants some clothes tailored. So Joey's like, oh, go to this guy. I've been going to him since I was 15. No, 16. No. Excuse me, 17. Wait, what was 1991? And then Chandler's like, you know, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance. <laughs> I just, I love this show. Everybody, everybody for the longest time was like, oh, I want a re- relationship like Ross and Rachel. I want a relationship like them. No, you don't. Ross was a terrible human being. He had some funny moments as a character, but like as a person, he was horrible. He was whiny he you know when he didn't get what he want if anything i want to be like chandler and monica that's the relationship you want to strive for be chandler and monica that's that's what you really want but anyway friends is a great show and i think um there's gotta be some streaming service now that has either most or all of the episodes but yeah if you haven't seen friends or you didn't see friends I definitely recommend giving it a watch. A lot of the stuff is definitely dated by today's standards because, you know, show premiered in, uh, it doesn't even tell me. Hold on. I'm going to look this up because this, this, this will not do. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. That friends TV show, friends, friends, it started in uh, 94, so and it went to, it started in 94 and went to 2004. So, yeah, I definitely recommend giving friends a watch nowadays. It has a lot of funny moments. A lot of the moments are outdated by today's standards, like I said. But it's still a good time and there's still, like, a lot of yucks to be had. Uh, number nine. Some Disney classics were born. Hi, Dorian. Did you want to be featured on this episode? there you go (laughs) Uh, yeah some Disney classics were born Disney created some of their biggest hits 
with Beauty and the Beast, 91, Aladdin, 92, and Lion King, 94. The role of the genie in Aladdin was written specifically for Robin Williams, who recorded 16 additional hours of improved lines. That's another great thing about the 90s. We got some of the best Disney movies to come out, like, ever. Like, we got Beauty and the Beast, we got Aladdin, Lion King, uh, pretty sure Hercules came out in the 90s as well. Let me, let me look that up. I know I probably should have looked up most of the stuff before. 97, okay. So, yeah, Hercules came out in 97. Hercules is definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but yeah, a lot of the great Disney movies came out in, in the 90s, like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, uh, Hercules. There's just so many great Disney movies, and I still, I still watch all of them to this day. I'm a huge Disney person, even to the point where, <laughs> even with Kingdom Hearts, like when I played through Kingdom Hearts, I'm Fortis less more, less so on the like, Oh, the story of lightness and darkness and lightness and dark and boo 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 boo, and I'm more like, yay, Simba. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Ten number ten, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone was published. The world gained entry to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in 1997 with the book release of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. J.K. Rowling, who is living in her car while writing this epic tale, defines what it's like to chase your dreams no matter where you came from. You know, unless you're trans or whatever. Ooh, shit, did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> despite what J.K. Rowling has done now and her being entirely transphobic and just a terrible person in general, I do have to thank her for, you know, giving the world Harry Potter. Uh, what was it, 97? When, uh, was it Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone if you're in the UK. But yeah, Sorcerer's Stone, the book, came out in 97. And then years after that, we got the movies. And it's just, it's great. So, you know, despite J.T. Allen being kind of a cunt, you know, I do got to thank her for giving us, you know, giving us the world of Harry Potter, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Like, hey, thanks for this. Now fuck off. <laughs> Number 11. 90s streetwear was all about FUBU. What started as a hat company based out of Queens, New York by Damon John in 92 became a streetwear staple of the 90s. FUBU, which stands for For Us, By Us, was rebranded as FB Legacy in 2010. It was relaunched in the United States, but soon returned to its original name. Um, I never owned any FUBU stuff. I do remember FUBU. I do remember seeing that growing up, but I never had it because it never really interested me. And I was never one for streetwear. Well, mostly because, what was it, 99? I guess we'll call 99 the end of the, the 90s. I was like 8, 9 years old. I was still a kid. I was eight. I was like eight years old at the end of the 90s. So, no, you weren't, Cameron. You were six years old. Learn how to math, you idiot. I didn't really have a thing for streetwear. Uh, let's see. Number 12. America loved beanie babies. Whatever you do, do not cut the tags. The era of beanie babies started in 93 with these nine originals 
Legs the Frog, Squealer the Pig, Spot the Dog, Flash the Orca, Splash the Whale, Chocolate the Moose, Patty the Platypus, Brownie the Bear, later renamed Cubby, and Pinchers the Lobster. Oh my god, we had those. My parents had those. I don't remember if they got them for us or they got them because, like I said, in the 90s it was a big thing, but, you know, I my parents definitely had some. I think they still have them somewhere. I, I just, I doubt they got rid of them because my parents are fucking hoarders, but I, I guarantee they're still somewhere in the, somewhere in my parents' house. But yeah, we had, I think we actually had all those originals. So, you know, something happens, but you know, I had to did it through my parents' house because those could probably be worth a lot of money. Number 13. Everyone listened to Now That's What I Call Music. In retrospect, a CD with radio hits released in 1988 paved the way for mixtapes and playlists alike. Now with over 100 albums, the first song from the original disc was Together Again by Janet Jackson. Now That's What I Call Music. I had a bunch of those growing up. I didn't really get one until uh, the 2000s. But I guess, yeah, in the 90s, it's when it first started. It was basically like, hey, you want all these radio songs just to have on a CD? Well, here you go. We're going to put a bunch of artists together and probably not pay them enough to use their songs. But anyway, I digress. It's, you know, it was the first compilation. Like I said, it was definitely, it, you know, it was the birth of like mixtapes and playlists and, you know, something that a lot of people take for granted nowadays. Number 14, the Macarena became a movement. Taking over every club, prom, Sweet 16, and wedding, the 1995 Spanish pop dance hit quickly became a pop culture phenomenon. It's still, a lot of people still do it to a say. It's a staple in uh, weddings. I've, I believe I actually played it at my wedding. But, yeah, the Macarena is just like, da ba da da ba da da ba da 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 Hey, Macarena! But, uh, yeah, the Macarena is still played a lot in, uh, weddings today, for sure. I still hear it on the radio every now and then with, uh, 90s radio. Uh, number 15 on here, or the last one on this list, Google made our lives a lot easier. Launching in 1998 by Larry Page and Sergey Brin, Google was originally the search engine for Stanford's website with the domain google.stanford.edu. This now mega company was started in the founder's friends, Susan Watt, whatever that last name is, Wajitsky's Garage in Menlo Park, California. Yeah, what started as a small little, like, educational thing, like, ooh, I want to look for this, has become this, like, global, like, we now own YouTube. Doodle has taken over the goddamn world. Uh, Doodle actually kind of ruined YouTube, but, yeah, Doodle has taken over everything but let's step away from corporate overlords now and move on to the last thing i want to talk about in this episode why the last thing because i'm starting to feel really sick and i just want to you know i want to get this wrapped up and there's not a whole lot to go over in the 90s because like i said i was a kid in the 90s so there's a lot i vaguely remember and a lot that i either don't remember or have blocked out for you know one reason or another, but I found this thing from BuzzFeed, 
it says, if you're between 26 and 32, this list is your entire childhood. So, number one, uh, knowing this address better than your own. It's a popsicle stick with uh, doodly eyes. Uh, Apparently, it's from a little short or show, whatever, called Stitch Stickly. And I just, I don't remember this at all. So, moving on. Number two, getting excited for a birthday party based on the character invitation card they used. Yeah, you know if you got like a a Pokemon-themed birthday invitation, you know that party's about to be pokey-lit, as the kids say. I'm sure no kids say that, and I just made myself sound really old. (laughs) Uh, Number three, losing your shit if the birthday party was at Discovery Zone. I don't remember Discovery Zone at all. I went to somewhere. I, I think I went to a place that was kind of like Discovery Zone, I guess. Basically, I had a bunch of like mats and ball pits and stuff you could climb on and stuff. So, where I went to was never really called Discovery Zone, as far as I remember, but it's, you know, I definitely remember doing, like, a place that had all those, like, climbing stuff and ball pits and stuff. Number four, eating off these Hercules plates that made you feel oh so special whenever you used them. I never, I never actually had the Hercules plates. A lot of the stuff my grandma had, because my grandma was like, oh, okay, well, you really like these, so here you go. I think my grandma had one of these. I think, uh, looking at these, I think she had the Pegasus one, if I remember right. Uh, okay, moving on. Number five, drinking from these glasses with geese on them, which every mom owned in the 90s. Not every mom. My mom didn't. But it's literally just a glass with, uh, geese on it. It's got a goose with a blue ribbon. My mom never owned these. I never knew a single mom that owned these. So you're lying, BuzzFeed. How dare you? I'm just going to, I'm going to go on and do all the stuff that, like, I actually remember. Uh, feeling so cool whenever your parents bought you a copy of Nickelodeon Magazine. They didn't have to buy me a copy because I had a subscription. I think it was them and, uh, uh, it was like a Disney. Uh, it was a Disney, I think it was like a Disney Channel Magazine or Disney Junior whatever. It was, it was like a smaller magazine and I had a subscription to it for a while. I did have a subscription to uh, Nick Magazine, too. Uh, there was a lot I had to. Like, I think I had one to Sports Illustrated for a while. I had a subscription to a wrestling magazine. There was just there was a lot. But, yeah, Nickelodeon Magazine was really fun because it told you about, like, different shows going on, uh, video games at the time. There was interactive stuff throughout the magazine. It was really fun. You know, back when reading was fun. Uh, let's see, buying popcorn at Blockbuster whenever you rented a movie, then having your entire house smell like a Blockbuster as soon as you made it. God, Blockbuster, those were the days, you know, where if you wanted to rent a video game or a movie, or if you wanted to just rent out like a movie or video game, you didn't go on to like an online store and click on it. You had to actually go down to a Blockbuster and do it. Funny story, actually, and I don't think this happened in the 90s, but so I went to a Blockbuster once because I wanted to rent a video game, and what I thought I was renting was Rock Band, but I guess whoever rented it last put the wrong game back in, and instead, the game that was inside was Red Dead Revolver, which, for some of you that don't know, Red Dead Revolver 
is basically the first in the Red Dead series. So there was Red Dead Revolver, which was kind of like a, it's unrelated to the rest of the, the Red Dead series. So Red Dead Revolver, and then there's like Red Dead Redemption. So that was my introduction really to the, to Red Dead Redemption, which honestly, I mean, I do like the first one, but Red Dead Redemption 2, the one that, you know, everyone still plays to this day with Arthur Morgan, Gutch, you know, I just, I don't know. That was my first introduction because I accidentally got the wrong game at a blockbuster, but no, the blockbuster by me, uh, closed out and it's, you know, it's because of streaming services. It's people like Netflix that kind of killed off blockbuster. There's actually one remaining blockbuster. If I remember right, I don't know if they're still around, but blockbuster, I think it's an Oregon and yeah, they're, uh, individually owned. So that's how they're able to be up and running still. But yeah, I miss the days of Blockbuster, man. Blockbuster, uh, by where I lived, there was also a Hollywood video. So they were kind of across the street from each other. Uh, eventually that whole building that used to be a Blockbuster by me turned into a building that has, well, used to have like three different businesses in it. Uh, part of it became a Chipotle, another part became a T-Mobile and uh, the middle of it became a Fantastic Sam's, which is now closed, which is one my wife used to work at. But, you know, sadly that closed down. But, you know, I guess for the better that that parking lot there was atrocious. It was so much better when it was just one building, when it was just a blockbuster. And now it's just, uh, it's it's a disaster over there. I miss blockbuster, man. I miss blockbuster. All right, moving on. I got hair in my mouth. God, where did... God, where did all this come from? All right, moving on. Uh, getting excited whenever it was Scholastic Book Day, Book Fair Day at school because it felt like Christmas came early. God, I didn't just... I do remember Scholastic Book Fair Day. You know, you walk in, you just... You know that new book smell? Or like, you know, it's a brand new book, you open it and there's that, that book smell, you know? That's what you got when you walked in there. Like, you'd rent a book, you'd get all kinds of weird gadgets and stuff. It was just, it was a fun time. God, I don't know where all this hair in my mouth came from. Like, literally, none of my cats have been by me at all. But, anyway, moving on. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Related to the Scholastic Book Fair, getting one of these unauthorized books at the Scholastic Book Fair, it was, it's basically one of those books that, like, you know, of a, like, about a whole boy band, like, telling their life story, not authorized by them at all. The example they give is a Backstreet Boys one. It's like, Backstreet Boys, Backstage Pass, now and forever, 50 must-have new shots, Millennium Scrapbook. I guarantee that book did not get authorized or licensed by their agents whatsoever. But anyway, moving on. Having a serious pod collection. Now, the funny thing about pods, I never owned any pods. And I actually told this to my wife the other day. I never owned any pods, but I was, I just, I like, I kind of, I guess I knew what they were. 
without actually knowing what they were. Because I had a computer game called uh, Jumpstart First Grade. And in one of them, there was like a, there was a math game that involved pods. So I, I was aware of what they were. I just didn't know like what pods were. Like I knew, like I've, I did the thing. Like I did pods on a kid's computer game. I just didn't know as a kid what pods actually were. If that makes any sense. I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, number 12, reading this book series, even though it would keep you up at night, the Goosebumps series. I was too chicken shit as a kid to read Goosebumps because I think I read one. No, I didn't even read one. I heard about the fact that there were scary stories and I was like, as a kid, I was like, well, I don't want to have nightmares. So I avoided them like the fucking plague, man. I just, well, now I'll definitely read them because obviously, you know, it's not, it's not the scariest thing I could read compared to, you know, what we got available to us now. Uh, that and, uh, Animorphs, which is the next thing on this list. I, I think I only read like one Animorphs book, but Animorphs, yeah, it's another one of those. It's not really like a horror series. It's more like a, oh, these are people that can turn into animals. I know. I vaguely remember Animorphs. Like I said, I think I read one story, and that was when I was like seven. But yeah, Animorphs. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Moving on. Beanie Babies. Already talked about that. <laughs> Passing the time playing basketball. It's one of those one of those like little desktop basketball things. It was like all plastic, and you got the little plastic basketballs, and you put them on like a catapult thing, and you like shot it into this plastic. Uh, basketball thing. I had I had a couple things that were like this. I had a basketball one. I think I had one that was like baseball themed. One that was kind of football themed. I just oh, I had so much fun with these. Like I literally lost my mind when I oh, and I got one of these for Christmas. Let's see. Moving on. <laughs> Join this nectar of the gods during lunch. Color changing. Squeeze it. Those little plastic things where you literally. Nobody, nobody cut it off. I think you're supposed to like twist it off or cut it off, cut the top off so you can drink the juice inside. Nobody did that. Everybody just bit it off. I remember them being really good as a kid. And I think like within the past few years, I like got a hold of one and I tried it and I'm like, oh, I remember these being really good. So I tried it. It was the nastiest fucking thing I've ever tried. It was the nastiest fucking thing I've ever drank. Like I literally looked at it, spit it out. I'm like... How the fuck did I enjoy this as a kid? And my god, what was wrong with me back then? <laughs> Moving down this list, a lot of people remember this. Dunkaroos. You remember Dunkaroos? For those of you that don't remember Dunkaroos, there were, uh, there were little, like, graham cookies that had, uh, vanilla frosting with it. And literally, like, I have a vague memory of them being, of me trying one and being like, oh yeah, it's good. But apparently, everybody loses their minds about Dunkaroos. Like, when people are like, oh, I'm trying to remember back to the 90s. People are like, Dunkaroos. And they're like, oh my god! It's just like... <laughs> I mean, they weren't that they weren't that great. I think they tried to bring them back. Like, within the last year or two, they tried to bring Dunkaroos back. And everyone was just like, eh, alright. There was a lot of those. Like, a lot of the, like, the 90s cereal... 
and snacks because everybody got re-obsessed with the 90s again. And they're like, oh, well, the 90s are popular now. Let's try to bring back some old snacks and cereal and everything. And then everybody's just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, And, like, Doritos 3D. You guys remember Doritos 3D? They were, um, it was a type of Dorito. They were, like, kind of like little cheese balls, kind of. But they were, like, the Dorito chip consistency. And you know, they were really popular, I guess, with a lot of people in the 90s. And they're like, oh, well, since everybody's obsessed with the 90s now, we're going to bring these back. And as soon as all these snacks came back, people were just like, oh, I mean, they're actually not that great. So they, they died off again as fast as they came back. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, here's a good one. Having this rug as the first map you ever own. It's one of those rugs. It has, like, the roads and all the different buildings and stuff. You know, it's hard to explain, but you guys know what I'm talking about. One of those rugs, it had like a whole city on it with roads and everything. I swear to God, everybody had this rug. My parents didn't, but like I said, if my parents didn't have it, my grandma did. My grandma had this rug. <laughs> there was, it just reminds me of a meme I saw the other day. There was a, uh, it was a guy that had one of those rugs as like a whole onesie outfit. And the caption was what the caption was. She needs a baddie in the streets. I said, baby, I am the streets. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, I didn't know a single person who did not have this rug. Ooh. Okay. Uh, knowing this flying fairy was both magical and kind of dangerous. It's one of those like uh, Barbie fairy things. So it like it had the wings that came up or whatever, and you put on this thing and you like pull a cord or whatever to get it to spin really fast, and eventually it would come off the thing and start flying around. <laughs> it just reminds me of a a vine I remember back in the day, where the it was a video of this little girl playing with one at like Christmas I'm assuming, and she's like winding it up. And she's like, oh, look, it's going to fly. See? And it takes off. It immediately flies into the fireplace. And she's like, no! <laughs> oh, my God. That just... Yeah, these things were destructive. They were... It was great technology at the time, but these things were... These were chaos incarnate. Uh, moving on with this list. Eating one or maybe six of these school chocolates that you were supposed to sell... The box of world's finest chocolate. My sister, my sister Amanda, she did dance all the time. Oh, she did dance pretty much her whole life since she was a wee, a wee bab. And every, like every year she would have to sell these chocolates. And I remember I, I got to, my mom bought a bunch just to have. And I remember, I remember eating them and it was, they were, they were good chocolate they weren't the best chocolate in the world but i mean it was chocolate i mean what more what more did you ask for they sold them for like a dollar each uh which ones do they have they had like a regular milk chocolate one there i think there was a dark chocolate one and then there was a caramel one but yeah this world's finest chocolate bars i remember my sister selling them for like a dollar each so Moving on with this list, number 27, enjoying the plasticky smell of your Disney VHS clamshells. Yes, they they had a 
they had a distinct smell to them, those those VHS boxes. Also, while we're on the topic of VHSs, for you kids, for you younger people listening that might not know what a VHS is, you know, back before you could just click on a movie on Netflix or Hulu, uh, movies came on this black piece of plastic that you had to put into something called a VCR, and you pressed play on it, but if it was already in the middle of the movie, because it had a tape on it, it could be in the middle of the movie, you had to stop and rewind it. So, <laughs> funny story about that, I would always fall asleep to uh, different movies when I was that young, because I had a, a VCR. In my room, I had a TV with a VCR, and I didn't have cable, so my only form of, like, TV entertainment was watching, hey, you know, watching my VHS tapes, and there are so many times I remember, I remember trying to fall asleep to a movie, and being awake throughout the whole movie, falling asleep during the credits, and vaguely, vaguely remember, you know, just as I'm falling asleep, hear the VHS stop, and hear the, just the sound of it rewinding. So that was that was my sleep aid as a child. Let's see, moving on. <clears throat> Getting a thrill whenever you open a brand new pack of Pokemon and also enjoying the smell of them. Yo, I collected Pokemon cards like it was a thing. Well, it was a thing to do back then because uh, what did Pokemon premiered in '94, I believe. So yeah, I as soon as I was old enough to comprehend Pokemon, I was obsessed. I had a bunch of the VHSs of the episodes. I had Pokemon Red and Blue for my Game Boy. I collected like a bunch of Pokemon cards. I have, I even had a book that was like it described a bunch of the different cards and stuff and like what they did and their stats and everything. I was I got really into Pokemon. I'm still into well, not as like extreme nowadays, but I still love Pokemon. To this day, I've loved Pokemon ever since I was a child. But, and, uh, that even goes to today where I really, like, given the chance, and if my Switch starts acting properly again, I want to get Pokemon Starlet and Violet. Because, you know, Pokemon and whatnot. Let's see, moving on with this list. Open my phone back up because it locked on me. Uh, let's see, let's see. Oh! Oh! I remember these. The true story of the three little pigs as told to as told to John Sejeska, illustrated by Lane Smith by A. Wolf but Oh yeah, the Stinky Cheese Man and other fairly stupid tales. Oh my god. I don't remember any of the stories, but I remember those books. Just looking at the covers, I remember them. My god. Uh, let's see. Okay, knowing there's no better daily lineup on television than Nick's, this is what Nickelodeon's daytime schedule looked like. Uh, let's see. 9 a.m., Road Rats. 9.30, Busy World of Richard Scary. Oh, God, I remember that. 10 a.m., Rupert. 10.30, Muppet Babies. 11, Allegra's Window. 11.30, Della Della Island. 12 p.m., Little Bear. 12.30, Blue's Clues, 1, or 1, 1 p.m., The Busy World of Richard Sturry, 1.30, Papa Beaver Storytime, 2 o'clock, Looney Tunes on Nickelodeon, 2.30, Beetlejuice, 3 o'clock, Tiny Tunes Adventures, 
3.30, Muppet Babies. 4 o'clock, Elvin and the Chipmunks. 4.30, Inspector Gadget. 5 o'clock, Are You Afraid of the Dark? 5.30, Rockwell's Modern Life. 6 o'clock, Clarissa Explains It All. 6.30, Tiny Toons Adventures. 7 o'clock, Doug. 7.30, Rugrats. 8 o'clock, Hey Arnold. But on Monday and Wednesday, The Secret World of Alex Mack. Yeah, you got literally got so... Like, you really had to study the lineup to figure out when your favorite show was going to be on at what time. Let's see. <laughs> like, and this is, and that Rugrats was the best show on that lineup. Seriously, Rugrats was the shit growing up. Rugrats was, like, it's, oh, my God. I don't even know what to say about Rugrats, really. It's just, it was so influential. It didn't really teach you anything. It was just, it had that much of an impact on people that people would just, anytime you mention Rugrats, people are like, oh my god. But, yeah. Uh, let's see, Arthur, Magic School Bus, uh, <laughs> these Lion King sheets I never had. I think a buddy of mine actually had these exact Lion King sheets. It's like a red sheet, but it has pictures of Simba, Nala, Pumbaa, Timon and Pumbaa, and uh, Zazu on it. I had a friend who had those exact sheets. Uh, speaking of blankets, I had a quilted uh, Pokemon blanket. It had a Pokeball in the middle with the Pokemon logo. And in each corner, it had Pikachu, Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. And I, I remember that blanket so much growing up. I think I still have it. I might still have it somewhere. But I know it's it's so weird. I thought it was like the only person that had that blanket. And then one day I was going through the internet and I saw somebody post a picture of that, and I was like, hey, I had that same exact blanket, like, my god, we're one and the same, no way, whoa, <laughs> alright, moving on, uh, ooh, the little, the little Minute Maid, uh, juice bar things, I remember those, those were good, those are really good, god, there is, there's hair everywhere, what the hell, oh, god, <laughs> both being both terrified for and wanted to take a bite of Pizza Hut's Pizza Head. I don't remember Pizza Head, but looking at this picture, I don't want to know Pizza Head. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, defending this castle from invaders like it was Teen's Landing. Oh my god, it's a little like Fisher Price castle. I had one of these. Uh, 42. Knowing a goofy movie was a gem of a film. Um, excuse me was it, it still is you uncultured swine a goofy movie is a certified classic still to this day i and i stand by that and if you're if you think i'm wrong fight me fight me on twitter like everyone else does <laughs> Ooh, all right moving on before i get too heated on that because i'm trying to wrap up this episode pretty short because it's almost 11 o'clock at night and I want to go to bed uh Zubarts I had a bunch of the Zubarts I think I had actually all of them that they had to offer oh Tudos oh I had these all the time these these two they're granola bars that had like chocolate on the bottom chocolate drizzled on top and one of them like some of them had like other candy pieces like this picture here has like dove chocolate uh, it's a variety pack. One has Dove chocolate, one has M&M's, one has... Oh, God, excuse me. One has Snickers. Oh, I had these all the time. The, that was, like, the the main thing I looked forward to in my school lunches. 
the the kudos bars oh my god i god i love these i love these things so much let's see souvenir uh let's see holes light brights thinking the game boy <laughs> thinking the game boy color and furbies were the peak of technology i mean it's true uh x files all right the last of x files so uh yeah to wrap things up uh the 90s the 90s were a weird time and i was you know i was naive to all the weird stuff like political stuff uh like princess diana the columbine shooting i was kind of oblivious to all that because i was a kid you know i was just a kid living my life and it's weird to look back and like wow these you know besides like my nostalgia and the things i had fun with like the game boy and blockbuster and all that there was all this other stuff going on but yeah the 90s were a wild time and i just you know i'm despite everything i'm i'm proud to be a 90s kid because i'm glad i you know i'm glad i grew up in the 90s and i grew up when i did but uh i guess with that being said i'm gonna bring this episode to a close god i've god i went on for almost an hour talking about the 90s my god i feel old but uh yeah that'll wrap up the 90s next episode we tackle the 2000s so that'll be a that'll be a fun time moment but i'm gonna call the episode there uh you guys drink plenty of water out there stay hydrated please if you're in the midwest stay safe you know we just had snowmageddon happen so you know stay safe drive safe just be safe in general out there even if you don't live in minnesota but like always i've been cameron and like always i will see you guys in the next one nerd out <laughs>